0: Welcome back, fourth listener, to this special rewind presentation of a Gen X grown-up backtrack. I am John. Joining me here, of course, are my friends and co-hosts, George and Mo. Hey, guys. Hey, John. How's it going? Hey, John. Every once in a while, we do like to go back and listen to some of the backtracks in our back catalog because th- there is some gold in there. Believe it or not, there's some really fun stuff. And recently <laughs> we talked about gold this. In there. wow. There's a lot of gold. Thank you, Mo. This is one that is interesting. We, we talked way back in April 4th of 2019 about the Movie going experience, going to the theaters, and what it was like. <laughs> Boy, you know. that was that was prophetic. That didn't
2: last long, did it?
0: Oh man, like we could address that again, like going to the movies post pandemic, because we talked <laughs> yeah. about how it's different, and now we can say how it's even differenter
3: than Different-er-er.
0: Where's the style guide? Differenter. Let me check the book. That's incorrect. Yeah, yeah. But we talked like about you know the queuing in line and the you know back before the reserved seats and all that kind of stuff, and we are back in the theater now post-pandemic yeah. but,
2: I'm t- but it's just now it's not
0: even back to the way it was before the pandemic
2: really no i was gonna say you're not queuing in line any damn more yeah, that's, that's for new. sure i go into nothing but empty theaters it feels like yeah for sure yeah
0: even new releases
2: unless it's like the biggest brand new marvel something yeah i go in and it's like three of us in a row of 50 seats it's crazy we're gonna <laughs> end up doing this podcast you talk about you know like we revisiting we could just do all our podcasts for the next five years just do this little <laughs> just read it. Bumper there's nothing new and, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, <laughs> my wife and I went to the movie theater recently and the thing she commented on, we went on a Saturday of a brand new release theater weekend for a big movie. Mm-hmm. And there were tons of empty spaces in the parking lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That never happened. On a Saturday. Right. It's yeah. one uh, thing if you Saturday. go on a
0: Wednesday afternoon, but yeah, right. now you're right.
2: Yeah. Right. Well,
0: so many things have changed post-pandemic with everything's in streaming and simultaneous releases and all that. But as you listen to this rewind of this old backtrack, keep in mind that this came out before any of that craziness happened in 2020 and affected us. So, Hey, gents, if you are in good shape, I think we should jump in and let the fourth listener enjoy this rewind backtrack right now. Hope you enjoy Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John, joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going guys? And you know Mo is here. Hey everybody. In this edition of the backtrack where we pick a single topic and dig in deep on it, we're gonna be talking about the movie going experience that we had back growing up in the 70s, 80s, early 90s and how that's changed today. But first, I have got to get into the fourth listener inbox. And let me tell you, it is overflowing lately. I said, we must have touched some uh, interesting topics or something. I don't know, something. we said something good or we got somebody mad or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> Either way. We read every single email. If you don't hear us talk about your email here, it's likely coming up on a future episode. I want to start this episode, a Twitter follower and fourth listener named The Indefatigable Mr. Fish. Wait, what was that word?
2: The Indefatigable Mr. Fish. you just trying to make him say it over and over until he messes it up, aren't you? <laughs> do you
0: mean Do you mean the Indefatigable Mr. Fish? Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so do you, what, what does that word
2: mean exactly?
0: <laughs> indefatigable means cannot be fish. Fatigued. It's based oh, on the root word fatigue. Okay. So uh, you know, bonus points if you're a fourth listener that makes us your research on your screen. Then.
3: But yes, especially if it's a good word like that,
0: right? Yeah. So the indefatigable Mister Fish. That's like six times in a row. I've said. That's pretty good, man. I'm impressed. <laughs> he tweeted us and said, "Listening to the newest Gen X grown up podcast, and I have to chime in. Showbiz Pizza was so much
2: better than Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> that it's not even uh, close, uh, uh. George. <laughs>
1: you know how."
2: How hurtful that was because <laughs> I watch our Twitter feed all the time. I'm the guy who posts all the stuff on Twitter, and I have God. to read that piece of crap. I mean, come on. We know uh, Chuck E. Cheese was better. It's the one that's still here. That's why it was
3: better. Well, listen. I have to say that since it was like John, you're on one side, right? George on the other. I'm on. I'm the side of right. Right. And then there's George. I was, I was <laughs> apathetic about it either way. I could really care less. <laughs> right. But here is the tiebreaker that came in. there
0: it is. Now we know. This now is now not it's the tiebreaker. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it is. Okay, you said George, they should write, write in a said the the there you go. Yep. Um, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me finish typing real quick. <laughs> so thank you, the Indefatigable Mr. Fish, for tweeting us and <laughs> he's writing not, he's in. Just like,
3: now he's just showing off. <laughs> now I'm just showing off that I can say
0: Indefatigable. That's right. But wait, the Indefatigable Mr. Fish is not the only person who wrote in Uh-oh. about the pizza arcades. Shane H. wrote in via email. Shane said, I'm a longtime listener and love the show. Oh, thank you. The Pizza Arcade episode was awesome, but I have one data point you may find interesting. Okay. George. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese was actually the company that went bankrupt and was purchased by Showbiz Pizza, not the other way around. You know what? (laughs) Okay, then that proves my point. Now, hold on. No, no. You're going to say because they took the Chuck E. Cheese branding, they were better." That's That's what you're gonna say, right? Because the company said hey, you know, Chuck E. Cheese
2: was so they were so poorly run. That's fine, you know. Money wise, financially, <laughs> the higher ups, the CEOs, who are all stupid anyway, we all know that they couldn't run the company properly. So, a better group of CEOs bought that company, and they said, "You know what? This idea is so much better than ours. We have to start oh, using no, it no, instead no. of the
3: one that we came up no, with." All right. So, what oh. they have to point out is that I think change did a very diplomatic way of saying George was wrong. <laughs> no, but he
2: said <laughs> I mean, that didn't, George didn't, was I right mean, He said,
3: "I have one data point you may find interesting." All he did was George, pointing out the data point was of the way Baylor, around,
2: but then he proved my point that Chucky e. Cheese was better so, by them becoming the concept that was used by the new company
3: Shane is very politically correct thank you
2: I, I will say George I have infinite respect for
0: your ability to twist the facts into what you think <laughs> is right <laughs> Shane included a whole uh, a data set from the Chuck E. Cheese wiki article explaining what happened. Has, yes, it's in on fact, the internet. It's got to be true. Yeah, so it's factual. <laughs> yes, though, Showbiz did acquire Chuck E. Cheese. George, you're accurate that they kept the branding of Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, they got rid of Showbiz.
2: All I'm saying is, which one of the animatronic pieces had their skin peeled off and their eyes plucked out? Showbiz pizzas had their guys devoured <laughs> in order to recreate themselves as Chuck E. Cheese characters. The that Rock of Fire my will my never club. die.
3: Boy, that sounds like a plot for a Jordan Peele horror movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Shane said rock on thanks for the show and we thank him
3: for writing in yeah thanks Shane
0: just adding another data point to what we know showbiz pizza was the superior oh entity. God. <laughs> all
3: right let's drop it guys let's <laughs> move on let's move on This is going to be like a topic for
2: the next 20 backtrack
0: podcasts. Uh, Well, only until you're convinced that
2: you're wrong. And then we'll continue. (laughs) Or
3: until you you get your Atari VCS.
0: That might not happen. Uh, That may never happen. (laughs) Fair enough. If you would like to write in and have us read your email here on the show, hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And now we're going to talk about the movie-going experience growing up as Gen Xers
1: right after this. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. Slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
4: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
0: Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Going to the movies, guys. It's not Ugh. something that's gone away by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. We love going to the cinema. A couple of us have actually subscribed to the frequent flyer program so we can see more movies <laughs> right. without paying more. But just like we talked about, you know, fast food in the back in the previous backtrack and we talked about uh, breakfast cereal. Those haven't gone away, but boy, have how it's changed oh, since yeah. we experienced it firsthand in the real generation of movie going back in the 70s <laughs> the and <little> 80s. generation. <laughs> and so not the least of which to get us a starting point, an example of what we're talking about, how it's changed, finding what what movie you want to see, how much that oh has my changed. Oh, mm, Right? right. today, so different. What do you do? You go to Fandango, you go to Movies.com or whatever you do, or and or you, you like, watch yeah, the no
2: 27 million trailers on YouTube or... Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: There's the time you click on the time and it
0: goes directly to buying your ticket. Boom, mm-hmm. you're in. Yep. Used to be, first, the newspaper I would look through yeah. or later you could dial up the theater oh, and they would go showing at right. 7. Dialing up the theater.
2: And that was by 10-02. far the
3: best. You get that pre-recorded thing. E.T. is Playing at 1
2: 1
4: 2.45. and you listen all the way through the whole
3: like, thing. But I don't want to see that show, and especially he's like, it's already six o'clock, and they're telling you the one p.m. times. So, you're right. like, that doesn't help <laughs> me <laughs> get to it. But that was you had to do it though. And can you imagine being that person who had
2: to get up every morning and re-record that stuff? Because I'm I'm guessing that like they could keep those recordings going for a certain period of time because Monday through Thursday most movies were the same show times, but then Fridays right. and Saturdays and Sundays they did different they show times ones. based on popularity, new movies coming out. So you had to re-record that like at least four times a week. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be I hate doing that. That would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know eventually it got in like menu driven on the phone. Like you're
0: push one for right. this film. Press two for yeah, that's risky fitness. Well that's Press when three we got out of
2: the rotary phone era into the digital phone era. Yeah, and right? I could punch yeah. the button. Touch yep. tone. Yeah.
0: So So that that was a pain. Maybe you knew what it was and you so there was no buy, like buying your tickets online. That not, wasn't no, a thing. No. Mm-mm. All at the box office. I'm amazed today when I walk up to the theater and like, what's that guy doing behind the glass? Oh, that's yeah. right. Some people still buy a ticket here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like who are these people? You know, Why they more often this? than not at the theaters here in my town, there's nobody behind the glass anymore. They don't yeah. have anybody there half the time, and you yeah, have to go sure. over to what they now call a customer service counter if you needed to pick up your tickets for some reason, or maybe you had a pass that you know you got from a previous bad showing. The, they don't have anybody sitting there waiting to sell you tickets that pop out of that little automatic dispenser like tickets at an arcade redemption machine. They don't have well, yeah, that anymore. Even having
3: the physical tickets is you don't even have those anymore. Right? It's all yeah. digital tickets. Going to the movies was like going to uh,
0: like riding Space Mountain at Disney, right? It was yeah. a line. You mm-hmm. got there. There was a long line of people. Yep. There was somebody waiting to, well, they don't take your tickets at uh, Space Mountain, but they did when it was an e-ticket by God. And you had to wait until your turn to say what show you wanted to see, where, pay them, then get a ticket and go in, and you weren't even sure you're going to get to see it if it was a popular I mean,
3: movie. Oh yeah, I remember like the big thing with me in high school, especially, was like going with a group of friends to see like a latest Star Wars movie, or whatever it came out, mm-hmm. and having to wait on literally hours long lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, because right. they didn't pre sell tickets, so yeah. in order for you to get on the line to buy the ticket for the showing you wanted, which could like you could show up at two to buy a four o'clock ticket. Yeah, then you had to go wait online line because if you didn't get in early, you got a lousy seat. Yep, <laughs> and so. It was, but the thing was, I mean, honestly, thinking back on it, those were some greatest times I had, though. I mean, those were fun because you're with a group of friends and, you know, you're goofing around and, just hang it out
0: we were young and had nothing else to do and so why not go hang out in front of the movie theater in a line to see this awesome movie that may or may not be awesome by the time you got there (laughs) exactly but it was part of the experience there was a
2: social aspect to it right I mean you You weren't just with your friends but you were in the line with other people and you would start to talk to the other people in the line near you and you would form these little cliques and bonds that were temporary they only lasted until you got into the theater (laughs) and then (laughs) went and found the best seats that you could but yeah I mean that's a whole different thing now there's still a social media experience Associated with the movies, but it's all online. You know, your people yeah, so, are so not commenting same. on yep. forums yeah, and uh, right. things
3: like that. It's a completely different thing. And another thing is, like, I remember when the midnight showing started. Mm, I don't know if you guys remember yeah. when that because that wasn't always the case, right? That's when right. They had yeah, yeah. Day, yeah. Friday, Theater's closed up at like ten thirty. Yeah, and when they had midnight, because I guess they weren't supposed to show the show until that day. Until the next day, they had to show it at midnight.
0: The movie came out on Friday,
2: but at 12.01 Friday, Thursday night, they could show it. Yep. They could show it. The first midnight showings I remember were things like Rocky Horror, which they wouldn't show during normal theater yeah. hours they were like oh no this is too controversial we right need to well, those show were this midnight, at midnight showings
0: for two reasons yeah the one right. Mo said was like release times right. and right. then there was the midnight showings they are like subversive films that we don't want right. to show when the kids are awake <laughs> exactly
2: right?
0: <laughs> right yeah or you have to clean up all the toast after the after the movie well, so you gotta show it last
2: in the 70s when I was a young person those were the midnight showings I always wanted to go see but never could because I was too young because you're a young punk uh, and you can't go out yeah. and see those movies exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where, where we all well <laughs> Well, not Mo. Mo was in his 20s. Yeah. No, he was
0: not in his 20s. Why, why do I have to keep defending Mo? Mo, stand up yourself. You're not I, an you old know, man. It's been, I just like, just go with it.
2: He can't stand
3: up. He's old. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Did you say? I, I missed hey. that. What was that? What's what, saying there? What did you say there, Sonny? Oh. All right. And the other thing, I guess, with going to those movies at that time was that I think you took more risks on the movies.
0: Yeah. I mean, so in that same newspaper where you yeah. check to see the, the show. Times there might be a review, right? A review, your local right. review, right. or maybe if it's big enough, it was on Siskel and Ebert, mm-hmm. Siskel and Ebert, right? Or some big, or New York Times, right. or Whatever, right? Gene Shallot, or somebody did it, right? But I mean, there was no Rotten Tomatoes. There wasn't, and boy, can a, a reviewer can really either poison or misrepresent a film easily, you know, and oh, especially like a, then oh because there were
2: so fewer reviewers out there.
0: And that one person in your town influences everybody in that town. Once they read yep. that review, they're not going to go look up twenty more, right? And so. I think that's a place where I've always taken reviews with a grain of salt. Oh, they didn't know to do that as much when I was a kid. Today, you can really, you can see the aggregate. If you see somebody way outside of the norm, you're like, did you have a bone to pick with this film? You see like 20 good reviews and somebody trashes it. You know, I, I still would go see it if I think it's interesting. But you could not get that kind of aggregated reviews back then. You're right, Mo. You just took a risk
3: yeah do you remember yeah. the uh what was it the, the today show i think it's still on right it's a morning news morning yeah. show whatever it is that's the abc one I, I think yeah yeah my uh mom and dad that was always like on the tv you know the mornings and they always had they had a movie review segment once a week oh well, yeah that was okay. gene Shalit. i gene, think it was, it was, it was gene shallot yeah. he talked about like the such, such movie by dustin hoffman or whatever
0: once a week once a week they week. pick one movie worthy right. of being reviewed
2: right <laughs> and that was it well and you had fewer movies coming out back then i mean now it feels like every week there's, you know, 10 to 15 movies being released in one form or another, either online or at the theater or wherever. Back then it was like two movies might come out the same weekend, maybe four at the most. And that was like a huge opening weekend during the summer. I think there were fewer choices. There were fewer reviews, everything.
0: Yeah. And speaking of taking risks on whether the movie is good or not, I remember back to taking risks, smuggling in snacks (laughs) in the theaters back in
2: the day. (laughs) What do you mean? Remember, I'm still doing that now. Well, I think it's easier today, actually. (laughs) Well, yeah, nobody cares
0: anymore. Now, I don't remember having to do it as often back then. I don't know if they weren't as expensive or maybe I just never bought snacks in the theater or well, no, was cheaper expensive. back then? or I don't remember
2: it's always been expensive. So financially, yes, they were cheaper. It was a smaller dollar amount relative than it is now. But relative to what you were making, I think it was still considered to be fairly expensive food fare yeah, for yeah. the day.
0: Too expensive. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think back then I would, you know, I would
0: definitely smuggle in something that I thought looked flat in my pocket. You know, like okay, yeah. Twizzlers. <laughs> I can make Twizzlers flat in my pocket. I can do that. But I would I never think, think of smuggling in Pringles or something. You know, you know the yeah. one
2: that never got smuggled in back then, but now does because of the type of containers that are available was water. We never thought about sneaking in a drink back then. That was the thing you had to buy at the theater. How are you going to get a drink into your jacket or your pants? But now, with bottled water or little juice packs and stuff that came out later, mm-hmm. now it's easy to bring that stuff in. You couldn't do that back then.
3: Yeah. Popcorn, you know? You know? Still, yeah, I still remember when my uh, you know my mom would take a bunch of us out to the movies. And invariably, though, she wouldn't. I mean, my mom was very frugal, let's put it that way. And so it's like, you know, you're in the middle of the theater, all of a sudden, like my brother would elbow me and hand me a Ziploc bag filled with right. God knows what. <laughs> you know? <laughs> take some and pass it down. You know? Right, well, a like a little convenience store going on over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, my mom just ran and she she would like parcel it out during the movie. So you didn't eat it all at the beginning. <laughs> you got a buffet coming out of the purse, little, little well, by you little. Just you know, know, that's it.
2: a good point. I think I eat all my snacks pretty much before the movie starts at this point because there's, oh, so, there's many so many commercials and trailers. And commercial. and yeah. <laughs> I'm done with everything before the movie
0: starts. I'll tell you what, me and my family have a rule that we set for ourselves. I often, I love to get theater nachos. They're not good. I just like getting theater nachos. Yeah. yeah. And so I will not open the nachos until the lights go down. I just won't do it. Fair enough. Otherwise... Like you said, you're done, be done before the movie starts. And I find that I've, I've gobbled it all up. So, I mean, I might open it and get it ready and get all the plastic off, but I set it on my lap and I won't touch it. Cause otherwise there's so much stuff before the movie.
2: You're done before you get going. Yeah. I mean, oh, usually yeah. by the time the opening who's in the movie stuff starts to roll, I'm like so sick of the popcorn at that point. I'm like, Oh God, you're I done. to get a large <laughs> Jesus. Right. I've only eaten about an inch down in this 12 inch tub.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, one of the things that the physical theaters of all, also changed.
2: Oh, sure. They're much bigger. The multiplex thing was a huge yeah. revolution.
3: Because we had single, you know, in New York, there were a lot of movie theaters, but each one had a screen. Mm-hmm. Just one. Yeah. So it showed a movie. Maybe there was a couple of ones that had like two screens, but those were unusual. Most of the ones that I recall in
0: Florida w- growing up were all almost exclusively attached to a mall and they had like one mm-hmm. or two screens and that's it. Yeah. yeah. The, like the, the big standalone multiplex 20 screen thing, that was that was unheard of at the time for me.
2: Yeah. For me as well. Here Here in Tallahassee, we had two malls at the time. There was a two-screen theater in the Northwood Mall and a two-screen theater in the Tallahassee Mall. And then the big theaters were these, I guess they were kind of standalone, but the most they had in them were five screens there was the Parkway 5 the Miracle which, big 5 time them. Yeah, was huge, big time for then that was huge right so single screen theaters it meant that you had less opportunity to go see your film because it wasn't your movie wasn't on in 13 theaters in the same place at 27 different times or whatever
3: yeah we basically kind of like have to figure out where is it playing because it wasn't playing in every theater mm-hmm. which theater did you want to go to because that depends on the distance and the theaters were just different from one to the other as far as you know how good the seats were how clean it was All these things you had to think about as you were trying to figure out, like, where the hell you he went to go.
0: Mo, well, I have a question for you, you know, since yeah. your early movie-going experiences were in the big city in Manhattan, right? Well,
2: oh, I thought you were going to say in the 30s. I know, I was waiting for that,
0: but <laughs> thank you, thank you, John. Thank you're you know, very much You're the that. one that rails on poor Mo, not <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> Alright, so Mo, back in your day... <laughs> No, no, no. My question is, so you grew up in Manhattan and we grew up in kind of, you know, medium, small city, rural Florida. Something I never experienced then were theaters that had balcony seats. Oh, oh, yeah. But when I got the chance to go and see the Ralph Breaks the Internet premiere in Hollywood a few Uh months back, we were at the El Capitan, which was a traditional like live stage theater converted to a movie theater. And they had balconies. Were balcony seats a thing in theaters in Manhattan? Manhattan when you were growing up
3: oh yeah especially the old theaters I, that's oh. my expectation yeah right. there was some old movie theaters that had been around forever because I guess there was one that actually was right on 14th Street where I near where I lived that actually still had the orchestra pit oh wow. really wow because during silent movies and stuff you know you had that people actually playing the music down there that's
0: a bad place to sit bad seats
3: <laughs> but yeah they had the balcony seats and after a while they started closing them off because I think kids were throwing shit down. well or doing <laughs> so, things they shouldn't be doing up in the balcony yeah. where they couldn't be seen right also I mean the kind of two-tiered seating where you had to go up to a second level
0: and it's like a different entrance okay
3: yeah a different yeah. entrance that kind of stuff so there was a, I mean they went away after a while but early, I remember early on that you know when there were still a lot of the older theaters around they they still all have balcony seats and I thought it was they were cool but for actually seeing the movie, they weren't that great because they are always off to the side. That's
0: what I was gonna say. So, what, it, what, oh, how was it right. seeing a
3: movie from a balcony? Was that cool? No, it was more. It's probably better. I'm guessing at this one to see an opera like that. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> right? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know. Be honest. Or, or, been or ideally, one. not seeing an opera at all would be the best yeah, sure. yeah, idea. But. <laughs> but for a movie going, I mean, it was interesting doing it for the novelty.
0: Well, and this probably predated
3: like the stadium
0: style seating, where oh, yeah. every layer was you know two or three feet higher than the previous. When how big the guy in front of his hat or the woman's hair was really made a difference. So <laughs>
3: that probably was the benefit of a
0: balcony. At least you got to be up
3: above and there wasn't yeah, anybody this in front of you. The, I could tell you the trend that started though that really was awful was when the theaters started trying to become the multiplex thing and so they would cram two or three films in this tiny building and then we used to call them shoebox theaters where the screen is probably smaller than John's TV right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost bizarre like they fit like 30 people and you're like in this tiny little room. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm watching this thing at home. Almost <laughs> feels know? like an art exhibit more than a theater, right? Yeah. Yeah, really. That was when they were trying to capitalize on make more money, and so they were trying to get more you know, mo- more movies in there and that kind of stuff. But well, the exact opposite of that, though, was drive-in theaters. Oh, right? yeah. But those, I mean, New York, there weren't a lot, but I remember my dad taking us out Oh, to of a course, couple. yeah. Not in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> not in Manhattan, but my dad, I mean, it was like in the thing where he'd drive up to like, Yonkers or someplace. They still had a couple up there. I always fell asleep <laughs> because they, always, they had to wait till dark, right, in order to start, and they usually use more than one movie they showed. Like, yeah, they were like usually double, double features.
0: features, right? Yeah. Right. Drive-ins were such a whole different experience because like so the group of you like often you pay for the car the, right. however many people you cram in the car and audio was terrible because initially you would take they would give you like a little speaker that you would take off and you hang on the side of your car. The side of your
3: glass yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah it wasn't until later they started broadcasting it onto like an AM or FM band so at least you could play it in your car stereo but even right. that was nowhere near the quality of being inside of a theater. No not at all.
2: But it was still a different experience because there was a little bit of freedom you were in your own seat that you would purchased it was a car that you had bought so it was different than going to a theater seat that somebody had put in and was responsible for cleaning this was your vehicle you would go there with your friends you would hang out it was more of a party experience than it was a movie going yeah. experience because I can tell you if you're in the backseat of any car you're not getting you a good view of the shit. movie you can't see well you're not if you're in the backseat you're not there to watch the movie well if I like, get a family of four then I mean, I'm probably a family not, gonna gonna with a family not yeah. I'm thinking
0: like high school listen from the backseat am not watching the movie anyway. It doesn't matter, right? (laughs) I wonder if the jerks at theaters that don't pick up after themselves today, if they just left all that crap in their car back in the drive-in days, do you think?
2: (laughs) No, no. They just dumped it out the window. It was (laughs) just threw it out the window. You're You're right. Oh, I hate those people. Okay. (laughs)
0: Listener, if you are the person that gets popcorn and drinks and nachos and candy, and when you leave, you leave that crap spread out all over around you rather than carrying it out to the trash can, quit it. (laughs) <laughs> you're a bad person. Clean up after yourself. It takes almost no effort. It to takes do no. This. You're already walking right past the trash can. That's that's a pet peeve that I have. I imagine the same thing happened
2: with poor drive-ins. They just chucked everything out the window, and some poor schlub had to come around clean up all the ground. You know what? I I never understood. I always thought I didn't understand why theater. It's probably too expensive to do it. But why not just have like. The floor of the theater have slots that can be pulled from the sides, and all the trash just dumped down into a <laughs> like a garbage disposal thing well. down below the theater) <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's because small children
0: will fall through that. Yeah, it sounds like something inherently dangerous.
2: <laughs> you wait till everybody's
0: out of the theater and just just suck it all down, and then yeah. turn the sprinklers. I my
3: phone, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in the lost and found trash bin.
0: It's gone. Would it's also in the lost and would found smell a while. Yeah, yeah, like any refuse bin, it would smell great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, there's like renews oh, okay. it. They could hang up some air fresheners <laughs> or something. Just right? put one of those little evergreen trees in there with it. They'll be fine. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you have to do.
1: Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The R.R. Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The R.R. Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The R.R. Show, subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The Remco Movie Land drive Theater is straight ahead. Here it is now, Betty. Today's
1: double feature. Have Gun with Travel, and Heckle and Jekyll. It looks terrific, Jimmy. Drive right in the park. Only $5.98 at your favorite toy store. Remember, every boy wants a Remco toy, and so do girls.
2: Okay, so we've talked about how the theaters and the physical parts of going to the movies were different. What about the movies themselves, though? They were obviously quite a bit different from what they are now. I mean, there's new technology, new shooting techniques, all like that. What do you guys remember most about the the movies themselves from when we were growing up. Well, the, wow. the
0: technology is a great place to start. I mean, just the scope yeah. of movies. This was before like the summer blockbuster, which I think pretty much kicked off with like your Jaws era. Mm-hmm. You know, that 76, I think, Jaws. You know, before then, it was basically the same caliber as what today would be a made-for-TV movie. That's what passed for movies back then. It was mostly dramas and there wasn't such the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even the way, not even just how they made them in the caliber of the movie, uh, not that spectacle makes a movie great, as you can see for most Transformers films, (laughs)
3: but (laughs) Michael Bay, Uh, but even just how they showed the movies was pretty dramatic. I mean, because I remember as a kid, especially, you know, in a theater, you know, the summer movie season lasted the entire summer. It wasn't. OK, good uh, point. Movies played the entire summer like they didn't just play for three weeks and go away. Yeah. I mean,
2: there's a movie that fits right into that thought process. Home Alone. Home Alone stayed in the movie theaters for an entire year. Yeah. In the first run theaters, not the like yeah. the dollar, you know, this movie's been out for a couple of weeks and we're moving it over to the dollar 50 theater. It stayed in prime time for an entire year. That will never happen again. Wow. So yeah. w- was it,
0: was that a good movie? I've never seen it.
2: Home Alone. You've
0: never seen it. No, I, I know it's the kid and he's are stuck you in the serious? house. And, uh, how, how many I, it's of these just... damn
2: movies, how are you <laughs> even leading a
0: podcast talking about just... movies and you
2: haven't seen these
0: movies? Well, there's like burglars and he does traps, right? Oh See, my I know, God. I know the movie.
3: I know it. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is, ah, I'm getting some bad side of his yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I feel like this is Blade Runner all over again. But I mean, yes, many, you know they it's did Blade run Runner, off. it's
2: Goonies. How many of these films have, did you I see know. Jaws? Have you ever heard of that? That's
0: Of course I've seen Jaws. Don't oh, be so. don't assume. say
2: of course. You don't have <laughs> to
0: yeah. say of course. Uh, we, can, we cannot take anything <laughs> for <Yeah>. granted
2: anymore.
3: <laughs> yes, I've seen Jaws. Oh, my God. I mean, the thing with movies back then, though, is that if you didn't see it in the theater, you didn't get to see it until it like, came on TV that's and then a it was crap
0: Right on the cusp of like home video and right. frankly not everything was going to home video once it started even. No, I mean, unless it was a huge movie they didn't put it on video when yeah. they first started. So let's take Jaws for example. There was the movies mm-hmm. and yep. then later after it was gone for a while then there was HBO.
3: Yeah. M- yeah, quite then, a bit later, right?
0: Much later than that there was the edited down doesn't even count version pan and scan crap that was on like Ugh, ABC right. or CBS Pan-Scan or something. It sucks. And it's like that's not even Jaws anymore. Yeah. They criticized Lucas, for how much he chopped up the films when he remastered them, but you take a film like A Jaws or An Exorcist or something like that and look at the version
2: they showed on TV. That's not that movie anymore. No, people have been I mean, chopping them HBO up for years to
3: do the scan
2: because they had to fit your TV screen. Oh, yeah. If you were watching a film, one of the worst things to see before the film starts, this film is not it in been its been original modified. content. It's been modified right. to fit your TV. Bullshit. Right.
3: Oh, if I was a director, that would have just driven me crazy. I would think. Oh, and it always
0: did. It, it, it angered. And I mean, there's one thing to edit it for content for TV to take out the profanity or nudity or something. But it's something else entirely to just bastardize and and chop off the sides of the film and not see the entire scope that what the cinematographer saw. But, Uh, oh, that's a whole rant I could go Uh, on for
2: anyway. That gets me me angry.
3: It does. Yeah, me too. George, this is going to probably date me here. Okay. But do you guys remember like movie marathons in theaters yes. were those on stone tablets what were those no so, I remember them Mo <laughs> thank tell you tell our John. listeners all about it George was in diapers that's why he doesn't remember there was a theater that used to have like a Bruce Lee marathon yep and they oh, would show just one Bruce Lee movie after the other so you pay once and you can literally be there all day that's watching right. Bruce Lee movies or watching monster movies
2: so you only had to pay one price and then you would just get to keep yep. staying you in there and, the whole and time? just stay there for that's the whole nice. time or they would do it also like if there was a new film of that
0: type coming out like I remember seeing uh, Return to Witch Mountain. And so they would play both Escape from Witch Mountain and Return to together. Right, right. sure. You'd see an old movie and a new one together. You're like, hey, because you couldn't just go, let me refresh my memory and go rent this. There was no such thing. You yeah, had that to see it Yeah, that carried
2: a little bit into the 90s. I mean, the last one that I can remember seeing that did that that I was interested in was The Matrix. First Matrix movie came out, then they shot the next two back-to-back a couple of years later. And when they wanted to play those two, they showed the first one and the other two all in one segment. Right. So that was kind of yep. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings up you're talking about going to see movies and getting to pay one fee and say that there's that little theater thing that's here in my hometown that's like it's a combination movie theater, video, rental store. And that's what they do. You pay $5 and you get to go watch the two or three movies that are being shown in that evening. And they all have a theme that they're together, like John Carpenter night kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome.
0: That even harkens back to when we were watching movies in the 70s and 80s that they would the weird things they would mush together and say a double feature see this thing and this thing for the one price they would advertise it as that right and sometimes they made sense and sometimes it wasn't you know it was yeah. <laughs> see the exorcist and the apple dumpling gang you know <laughs> <whatever>. just, <laughs> just two weird things whatever they may be because that's what they currently had prints for
2: yeah yep well, that's kind of like what uh, Tarantino did with Grindhouse right
0: yes yeah but those at least all went together in the same shape Genre that makes sense. Well,
2: sort of. He was replicating that. Yeah, he was replicating the experience, but, you know, one's a zombie horror film apocalypse thing, and the other one was, you know, an exploitation film. So they were definitely different. You're right. I mean, I, I guess I, I meant now that I think about it, they felt similar in tone, but they
0: were mm-hmm. very different genre films that he put in Grindhouse. Good point. Yep. Yeah. I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I recall, I don't know if you guys will or not, but I have a very specific memory of this very, very early on. This is before, maybe it was just periodically people did that, but rather than having specific movie times, I remember one theater when I was very young, they had these just a movie was just playing. It's just there wasn't what time does the movie start no idea what happened was if you wanted to go and see this film you went to the theater you paid for the ticket and you walked in oh yeah and you're somewhere in the film
2: oh yeah you know I kind of remember that when I was very young and when it ends
0: there's a little intermission and it starts again and people would stay until the part they saw or if you want to see it again, you could stay and sit through a couple of viewings yeah. and then you would leave. So basically it wasn't the, it was before the spectacle. I mean, Shyamalan could not have done this, right? Because right. you could see modern <laughs> films from beginning to end. Imagine seeing Memento
2: that way. What about I mean, trying to oh see my Pulp my Fiction that way? Holy yes, hell. Yes, Pulp
0: Fiction, jump around. Yeah, there was no structure. It would tell the story that was very linear from beginning to end and that was fine. And so you have purchased 100% of a movie and you sit down and watch 30% and then you hang around and catch the other 70 and
3: then you walk out. But that was not, a way you could watch modern movies. No. Another thing is that I don't know if you guys have the same experience with this also, but in the, especially when you get to the later end of summer and you can want to go see a movie, I saw some really bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> well sure. Just because you'd seen all the other movies. Because we've seen all the other ones. <laughs> yes. Or yep. yep. Or the other ones were sold out. Right? Yeah. And so you, you you yeah, you're
2: that would happen more often than not you pick your B list. You would go to see one movie. The tickets would be out and you're like, well, what else do you want to see? I guess I'll watch Herbie goes to Italy or whatever.
3: the.
0: I had forgotten about that. Yes. So I remember when I was driving and I could take myself to the movies. Right. And we went like every Friday and Saturday night, we'd go to the movies and because the movie stayed in all summer you go and you go alright so let's see what's happening so I've seen this film and I've seen this film and I've seen this film and I'm like alright does anybody want to see the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants I mean this you know we've seen literally <laughs> everything else it's that's showing left. or should we go and watch something else again or do nothing
3: yeah I think I saw something like was it The Final Countdown I still remember because yeah. we just had to go see a movie and then we're like <laughs> okay aircraft carrier gets time traveled back to World War II sure yeah
2: fine <laughs> what about <laughs> repeat viewings being a status symbol. Oh, how many times yes. you saw it? How many times you saw Star Wars? How many times you saw Jaws? I mean, that was a thing then now that's completely gone. Nobody goes, how many times have you seen it? I mean, if somebody comes up and say, I've watched that movie 37 times, then you're like, oh, that's crazy. But now it's so easy to watch films and consume them through home media on these giant televisions and everything. Nobody thinks, you know, that that's, that's
3: not something you report anymore. <laughs> okay. Really. How many times do you think I saw Star Wars in the theater? That's first summer.
0: In the theater. In the mm. theater. I'm going to say 10. -hmm. I'm going to err on the side of caution and say you
3: saw (laughs) it once. I saw it 31 times. 31 Holy times? crap. <laughs> well, what wow. happened was... What happened bro- was... My, my, what happened was, was... My older brother, he was babysitting this kid who was just a little bit younger than me. And the mom, every time, would give us money to go see a movie. uh uh-huh. Okay? This went for, for the whole summer. So, so every time, that was the movie you went and saw? And he asked what we wanted to see. And we were both like, me and him were totally agreement. Star Wars. Right. <laughs> Let's go see Star Wars. Let's go see Star Wars. So I wound up seeing it 31 times that summer. Wow. 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 <laughs> (laughs) So, George, as young as you are, Mm -hmm.
0: did you see Star Wars in the theater?
2: I did. Absolutely. Yes. I saw Star Wars in the theater. My sister, my big sister, she was here visiting during that summer and she took us to the new theater that had just been built at the time which was the one of the few standalone theaters in town and I remember specifically that the line actually physically wrapped around the building to get tickets and so we hmm. had to stand all day in line to get the tickets and then we saw it the next day
0: hmm. I never saw it in the theater I saw it on HBO oh yep. wow <sighs>
2: yep. now on HBO
0: I saw it like 20 times but I never saw it in right. the theater <laughs> for whatever reason I vividly remember seeing the poster at the drive-in mm-hmm. you know that's the one where Luke is standing and Leia's kind of kind of yeah. kneeling beside him him and he's got the lightsaber over his head you know that right one. oh yeah and i'm That's like oh, that looks interesting and then it never hit my radar again until it hit oh my, my God. friends had all wow. seen it and i did not this on an hbo
2: well you never saw goonies so that doesn't surprise yeah, me yeah i
3: don't really <laughs> <laughs> I still remember a story. Like uh, I spent the summer with my cousin out in Denver, and he worked in the movie theater when Empire Strikes Back came out. At that time, Carrie Fisher actually came and saw the movie there with her mom. What? Yeah, she well, yeah. got to see it somewhere, and so and actually stayed and like talked to the like the ushers and stuff after the movie. Wow! And my cousin was one of the people he talked to, and was I was nice. like, and I wasn't there. Yeah, I was so <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen it 32 times. That was your mistake. Right. We well, you no, kept no, going. That was Empire Strikes Back. So oh, different. all right, okay. Yeah, and we saw that one 12. <laughs> but also, the things like the last time I want to bring up. Kind of like with the how the movies were different was dramas and those other films, they attracted an audience back then. Like a movie like Kramer versus Kramer. Right. Mm, would yeah. not make it into theaters today. It'd be
2: think. hard pressed. Yeah. Well,
0: that's kind of what I was alluding that they're just like quality made for TV movies was like what major motion pictures were back then. They were just well written, well acted, just they could be just, just dramas, maybe not a lick of any kind of special effects or anything like that. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about movies like you're saying, Kramer versus Kramer, a comedy film like Tootsie. That'd have a hard yeah, time yeah. finding an audience, Mr. Now. Mom, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Home Alone, take Home Alone. Great movie, you know, literally a kid and a couple of guys in a house. Home Alone would probably get laughed out of the theater and be done in the first weekend. <laughs> it really would. Like it was. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a great film. It just captured the public's imagination for so long. Right. Again, when I see it, I'll find
3: out if I know why that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it was like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm, Amazing. That's film. another one. If it came out today, I don't know how it would do. I, I mean, don't Ferris know. Ferris Bueller's Fer- Mar- it its own. That's pretty solid. It might because it, might, it yeah. was entertaining as hell. But it was, yeah, yeah, and, and that
0: also kind of captured the zeitgeist of kind of teenage life in that era. And it, it I mean, it there have to be some well,
2: allowances for modern technology, but I think yeah. the basic heart of that film could hold up, right? Because the mm-hmm. odometer is a computer now, and you just hack in and change. Right. It. You don't have to.
3: <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. It's like, see, the thing that gets me, though, is that some of these movies, you know, when the movie theater got that physical film, right, for those movies, right? yep, th- it was in their best interest to play it as often as they freaking could, sure. And so, a movie like that would, they like said, would stay in the theaters for a long period of time so it could build a following it could build something whereas now if a movie much did, like, a like TV, TV shows
0: today aren't given more than a season right. or something before that get yeah because there's always something right behind it. it it's
3: crappy right. and we get rid of it yeah. and I think they're doing the same thing with a lot of these other smaller movies that come out
0: I think that's probably also too I, George didn't you say I think at the top of the show that there were probably fewer films coming out then too fewer production houses sure yeah. so once you got Absolutely. a print until you can get the next one get as much money as you can out of it and so they right. have time to be seen before they were shuffled well, there were on it
2: Resources sources for financing, right? I mean, they didn't have nearly the amount of money. People, it wasn't like there were investment firms looking to put films out. It was, you know, Fox and Sony or Columbia. It was like maybe 10 different production houses and that was it. Now you can kickstart your own movie. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. True. And
0: TV was not the thing to be contended with like it is today. There's plenty right. on TV that's damned amazing. You have to have something big enough and flashy enough to draw you out of your house and get you in. the TV. Sure.
2: Well, that it, oh, yeah. it was the exact opposite before. Before it was what TV show could hold its own against the Friday night movie onslaught? Because right. that's Nothing where TV could. shows went to die. Nothing could.
3: Right. But right. now people yeah. want to stay home. It's actually funny because you remember how the days when TV actors and movie actors never crossed paths?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do we talk about that? In the <laughs> Battle of the Network Stars, we were yeah, talking we about, about, you, you know, that. they're TV people and then there are film actors. Right. Real <laughs> you would actors. never see yeah. them unless they really got on hard times and go, well, I guess I'll do TV now. You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. As everyone knows, rainbows usually have a treasure at the end. Let's follow this one and see if we can find the pot of gold.
1: Oh, uh, there, and I suppose you've come to claim a treasure.
4: Well, we'd like to see the gold first.
1: Nathan, there's better than gold and hear me, let. Candy,
4: refreshing soft drinks, popcorn... Ice cream? Well, that's some
0: treasure, but anyone can buy luscious treats like these at the snack bar. You
4: don't tell me. Do you suppose you could get me a job as a snack bar attendant?
3: Now, as awesome as the movie-going experience was back in the day, and it had its problems. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it was he just said, it didn't have to try as hard. Now it's got to try a bit harder to get us you out are, exactly. of our houses. Now they're trying
3: to capture attention. And so there, I think there's been so many awesome things happening in a movie experience that has really made me an avid movie viewer again. I've always loved going to movies. The first hmm. thing that I saw that really just... Oil me rotten was the uh, recliners. <laughs> really? See, to me, they're not comfortable. Really?
2: Yeah, no, really? they're not. No, they oh, the they don't. Lot more comfortable than for the me, seats. they don't lean back far enough. I guess it's my back or my injuries or whatever. <laughs> they either don't lean back far enough or they put me in a weird bending position that I'm not comfortable with. So I find myself fiddling with the controls throughout the film to adjust them to find a less painful <laughs> way to sit more than I did in the original seats. I actually enjoy going to a theater with the regular style theater seats from back in the day. Wow, now, this is George the man who is the makes one. fun of me for my age.
3: Right, Here's
0: one. Oh, my, my back won't let, let me recline properly.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, even if you're like George and you can't handle the recliners, which I, might be one more guy out there, I guess. But <laughs> at the very least, I think we'd agree that reserved
2: seats oh. might be the second coming. That is the most brilliant idea. The reserved seats is what killed the line experience. And yep. I enjoyed oh, the line yeah. experience. I enjoyed hanging out with people and talking before the theater.
0: And now i would say that the, the ability to buy tickets online is what killed the lion experience
2: well True, but then you still had to go and wait at the theater in line before you could get let in, before the reserve seats happened,
0: right? Yeah. But now that I'm old, I don't want to stand in line with those people. I know. True, (laughs) I get
3: that. (laughs) If I was in high school, I
2: probably,
0: yeah, it'd be different. George, you hate people more than any of us. You surely (laughs) could appreciate not standing in line with these random mouth breathers (laughs) is a treat. Yeah. I mean,
2: definitely. I think the nice thing about reserve seats for me is not the not standing in line, it's that I don't have to rush like have to plan 45 minutes ahead to get to the theater. That's I, it okay. for me. The theater yep. is 15 minutes away. I know there's 20 minutes worth of previews. I can leave 10 minutes before the movie's supposed to start and, and still just enjoy right the whole experience. And you walk
0: yeah. in, sit down, and nobody's got your seat. Or if they do, you can smack them around and show them your ticket. Right. You know, yes. I, 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 this is my seat. I don't have to worry about. Hurry and get my snacks. Hurry and do this. Hurry and this. It, more than anything, reserved seats. I've stopped going to theaters that don't have reserved seats. If well, I can and now they even it.
2: deliver your snacks to your seat for you at a lot of I haven't yet, done that yet. Have you done that? Yeah, I did that a couple of times. Yeah, did you? Really? Yeah. I've not done that. But the same price; seat. they don't charge you any extra
0: for it. So, no? yeah. so do they bring you like like if it's a drink or like yeah. it's popcorn? How do they know if you want salt on it or nachos? How do you get jalapenos? They, That's what I always wonder. They bring you, you those
2: things as sides. Huh. Okay. So like well, you damn, get like uh, a little small little throwaway salt shaker and a small little thing of butter, and you can ask like them for airplane. extra butter, that kind of stuff.
3: All right, I I'm have to try that. Yeah, reserve seats definitely a plus. So I think the reserve seat things just really reduced the level of stress go see a movie quite honestly sure.
2: yeah for parents especially
3: and i like the idea of like being able to see where i'm going to sit and i'm like oh no good seats okay i won't go to that showing
2: yeah i already know
3: that it's going to be crowded or bad to find Which a seat but, yeah, probably a
2: if you think about it that kills a little bit of the revenue for the theater because people go oh there's no good seats i'm not going to it so they don't sell as many tickets as they would if I nobody know knew yeah. what seats were there it probably does but some of those seats are just crappy <laughs> well that's true <laughs> And that's why with these recliner seats, you notice that they don't have nearly as many seats in the theater anymore. It's not... 500 people yeah. in the theater. Now it's like 150.
0: Yeah. That's yep. probably why the seats are $15 now because they mm-hmm. only sell X number of them. But 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 two, uh, well, I've noted that in the smaller theaters now the seats don't go as far up. So at least even the front ones are not, the, you know, the neck cranes like the they neck. used to be. Yeah. Where yeah. Sure. You're Break literally looking up at the bottom of the screen, you know. Oh, a little God, bit I can't say how many that.
3: times as a kid you go to the movies and that's where you wind up sitting. That's all there <laughs> is.
0: So we, we said we always have snacks. They've yeah. really implemented better uh, kind of concessions at the that's helped oh, a lot since we were going to back sure. when we were
3: kids. I mean, as a kid, what'd you get? Yeah, popcorn, candy, and soap.
0: Popcorn, candy. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. The transition probably was, Mo, one of your favorites. Get you a hot pretzel. That's a good one. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Love me a good pretzel. Nachos but now and pretzels You hot can dogs. get yeah.
0: chicken fingers and hot dogs and hamburgers. hamburgers? Hey, I know. I mean, you can get Not like real amazing food. food,
2: but real food. Some of the theaters, like AMC, they have those dine in theaters where they have a waiter bring you prepared meals, even. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a style of
2: one that's called like a like a pub and theater or whatever that have tables in well, front of there. here where I live in Tallahassee, the first one of those was called Mugs and Movies. Mugs and Movies. That's what yeah. I'm trying to think of. They yes. had that one. it was a beer and pretzels and it was bar food, but the one yeah. in AMC down at uh, Disney's, Disney Springs as it's called now, they actually yep. have a regular AMC theater and then around the corner there's an AMC dine-in theater.
0: Mm-hmm. I saw that. I've never been. Is it good? Have you been?
2: Huh? Uh, it's not bad. It, you're definitely going to be spending some money. It was me, my wife and one of my sons and we went and saw one of the Marvel films of the day at that time. I think Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man film. And I think we spent between tickets and food, we spent about 150 bucks.
3: That's less than I thought you were going to say, quite honestly. Well, (laughs) it's a meal and movie. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You figure if you get popcorn in a movie for a person, you're probably looking at 30 bucks. So that's not bad for like a
2: meal meal. And I had a steak. So, okay. No, okay. wow, like real yeah. food. Yeah, like yeah. real
3: food. One thing that you see now in theaters that really changed from a kid is they sell alcohol. Yeah, sure. Beer and wine. Get liquor and mixed drinks. Yeah, drink they have a little, bar, yeah, have yeah. a little bar area <laughs> now. <laughs> You know, i've never really taken advantage of that many times like occasionally i'm like yeah i could use a beer but well yeah and
2: how much is a mixed drink in one of those because you got to think the popcorn well, ratio to regular itself. popcorn is ridiculous. it's exactly my is point. it like 700 dollars for a mixed drink what does it it's cost? like Something eight like bucks
0: for a beer it's crazy yeah, uh, yeah i've seen them there
2: and i'm like you know what i could use a beer but not that bad i mean yeah exactly when i see the beer is
0: the same as a six pack of beer nah yeah <laughs> i'll just have a soda i'm okay I mean, the soda is still like five bucks, but come on, right. at least I get one that's, you know, as big as my head, whereas the beer is just a regular beer. And free refills.
3: Yeah. Now if they had free refills <laughs> on the beer. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, really. That still cracks me up. I was like, oh, you get an extra large popcorn and soda with free refills. I'm like, who the hell takes advantage You're of that?
2: Like Vince Vaughn in the internship. Like, I,
3: I can't
0: get through one of them. Yeah. You were just saying you were sick of the popcorn before the movie starts anyway. <laughs> What's the yeah. odds I'm going to come? All right. I've ate this uh, 14 pounds of popcorn. Can I have another? 14 pounds.
2: <laughs> we actually do that, though. We go to the theater, we buy the large popcorn, and then we ask for a box. We take and dump the box out and get a refill, and then that way the kids can have their popcorn and me and my wife can have ours. And you can season them differently and don't have to worry about offending somebody with too much butter or too little salt or whatever.
0: Life hack. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Never thought of that.
2: <laughs> We've talked several times on our show. Another thing that's really uh, changed the game for us
0: is these new movie memberships. Now, movie yeah. pass, tried, and they kind of have failed. And waffle, yeah, yeah, they lost
3: their shirt. But the
0: <laughs> ones at the individual theaters, they finally set a fair price. That
3: I know, Mo, you signed up for one, right? Yeah, actually, it was because you signed up for it, and then I said, eh, I could, I was kind of iffy about it. But now it's like really to make up the cost for the monthly membership, if I see, what is it, about two movies, mm-hmm. I break even. Yeah. Uh, arguably, you might be ahead depending on what you see. Yeah. Depending on when you see it too. It's the same price for 3D, for
0: IMAX, for a D-Box yeah. seat. Anything you want can be counted as a free ticket with those. And you can see three
3: per week with the one that we do. Yeah. Matter of fact, the last podcast, I mean, we did, you know, we were talking about the Captain Marvel movie and I was like... You know, I didn't attend on seeing it twice. <laughs> right. But I but did because I had the free movie pass thing. So I was like, hey, it doesn't cost me anymore to see it again. Sure, I'll see it again. I'm Just talking about the different types, you know, think about the other way they're pulling us out of our homes to finally go
0: see movies is all the options. You know, I know oh, uh, the ones I mentioned, the giant screen, the IMAX or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a new theater here in our town that have one screen. I've yet to go in, and view it. This film and sense around, it has like, <laughs> like a Disney ride. It has like, uh, like wind and... And temperature really? effects and rain and mist and like all kinds of nutty smoke. Oh, man, I can't. Believe, I want to see it. I haven't seen a film there yet. Something that justifies it.
3: I'm guessing it's going to be 20 <laughs> bucks for a ticket. Do you guys ever remember Smell-O-Vision? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's only one movie I think they did or a couple movies, but they give you like the scratch and sniff card and they would tell you like <laughs> at, at this point in the movie, scratch number one and scratch number two. <laughs> that little local
2: theater that I was talking about that's here in town, the video rental store theater thing, they actually have yep. a Smell-O-Vision card up on their back wall. Do they? Yeah, oh, it's an original really? one. Yeah. So.
0: Wow. There's some Disney rides that do that by injecting like misting. There's a ride at Epcot called Sorin where you fly in these different venues and like you fly over these orange groves and you can smell citrus like they inject it in now we're
2: going to
3: fly over this garbage
2: dump. No. <laughs> Even before you had Soren, there was the theater that later became the Captain O Theater, their 3D one that was right next to Journey into yeah. Imagination. That was a 5D theater. Yep. Or 4D oh, yeah. or whatever they're calling it.
3: That's right. That was with Figment and all the... Yeah. Yeah. His imagination world. Yep. Yeah. I tell you one thing, though. 3D has gotten better from when I was a kid. Well, that's 3D not hard. Uh, it's know. better. Yeah. It's better. I mean, they. Uh, I still prefer not to use C3D. <laughs> I just I mean, don't I like do. how they I mean, played a 3D.
2: That's my only thing. You don't need to throw a dagger straight at my face to let me know that it's 3D.
0: Yeah. When I see a film not in 3D and, and I see somebody like sticking a pool cue in the camera lens, I'm like, oh, that right. was no, for 3D. Yeah, exactly. Was yeah, it's like for the, them.
3: Uh, was it, the first Avatar movie did that. It seemed like it was built for 3D. Yeah. Like that yeah. particular movie. which well, was, I was shot like, really?
0: for 3D. The films that are shot for 3D do better with it. But the yeah. ones where the, like I saw Nightmare Before Christmas that was never 3D and they tried to do 3D separation on it. Yeah. <laughs> meh, doesn't quite cut it. Right. Right. I it's this whole
3: Second City skit with John Candy where he did like these old black and white 3D movies you know with the glasses yeah but every time he picked up a pencil he's like here's a pencil and then he moved move it like in and out from the camera
0: like <laughs> close it away and then the sound would go woo woo yeah. one more way that they're getting us into the theaters now something it didn't have back when we were kids is having a much broader selection of times you can go see movies oh true. Sure. that's it's what crazy. we were talking about earlier yeah well that's part of just having if you have two screens there are only a certain number of times a day you can show it, but now they'll stagger it. You know, so we just saw Captain Marvel. You, you mentioned to you yeah. alluded a moment ago, Mo. And you look at the, the show times, it's like 12, 1, 1 15 2, 230. Yeah. Every 15 or 30 minutes, they're starting it up again because
3: it's showing on five screens or something. Yeah, I remember um younger we were seeing like there was one theater in New York that had three theaters in it, like three movies, good decent sized ones. It was one of the yeah. few that actually yeah, yeah. did that. And I forget which movie it was. I think it was one of the Star Wars, but they were showing it in all three. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. And so they like said, so you had like, oh my God, I could see it like every hour on the hour, <laughs> which of course you couldn't. But still though, it was it was one of those early experiences like that, which now that's just commonplace. I think we're spoiled now. I mean,
0: you you yeah. said though that there was a period of time for me at least, and you kind of mentioned that maybe in the mid to late nineties when I wasn't going to movies as much as I did as a kid, or even that I do now. And I think a lot of that is because they have worked really hard to give me, me a reason to take away the friction, make it easy to know I'm going to see a movie when I want to see it in yeah. a decent seat with a good experience, with a good snack if I want, and I don't have to you know stress about you know do I get there in time and and what's the I don't have to stand in line with all the George's friends that he wants to stand in line <laughs> with. <laughs>
3: yeah, I definitely think the the movie experience has become more sophisticated and I think is better. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with walking in, showing my app walking into my seat. It's just certainly the not
0: the way it was as a kid, but in this case, I think they made a dramatic improvement on
3: pretty much every front. Yeah, absolutely. This
4: little boy and this little girl their mother and father too They all have an urge and oh, all what an urge For something to much and chew, chew, chew. Now these are just swell and this rings the bell The popcorn is crispy and hot Then others again have a terrible yen For a drink and hits the spot
0: go, go We've covered a lot of ground here talking about the movie experience that we had growing up anywhere from the theaters themselves to the movies to how they projected them to what our lives were like and how they're different now. But I want to go around real quick and just touch on since we are all big movie fans and movie goers, do you have a specific favorite memory or most impactful memory growing up (laughs) as a kid from seeing movies
3: back then? Uh, And what is it? Mo, let's start with you. So I'm not going to say this is my favorite, but definitely something that's memorable. Stuck in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Go stuck ahead. in my brain is remember Dick Tracy the movie of with Madonna? yeah, yeah Warren Beatty yeah. Madonna so yeah. my well my wife at the time she really <laughs> went to see it and so we were like okay and they had a midnight showing it was like. The midnight, okay. Thursday night mm-hmm. showing. And when you bought, you had to buy your tickets ahead of time because your ticket was a t-shirt. Oh, really? So it was a t-shirt huh. that had the, all the Dick Tracy stuff on it. And the back, it says, I saw it first. That's wow. pretty cool. You to, huh. And you had to wear the t-shirt to get in. So you had this whole line of people because you had to get there early to get a good seat. Right. But everyone in the whole line is wearing the same shirt <laughs> to get in to see <laughs> that, this. And I, that I was had such no a, idea. That sounds cool. I said That was just a cool marketing idea that I just thought was a great, a great thing to do. I agree. <laughs> I wish they'd do that today. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> How about you, John? Uh, you know, I, I don't have anything that is cool
0: as that T-shirt, but I have three little kind of slightly memorable ones. The first is, and I sell a lot of movies in the theater with my parents or whatever. The one I most remember was when I first saw Ghostbusters because I was visiting uh, some district relatives in Wisconsin and they had one of those single screen theaters and you could walk in and sit down and see it as many times as you wanted. It was one of those kind of things where it's in a loop. And okay. we went on several days and sat for about nine hours seeing Ghostbusters <laughs> over and over and over. And uh,
3: that just cemented my love for that film. Not that it wasn't great on its own, but boy, just <laughs> I was overloaded with it and loved it. God, I still remember when the Ghostbusters, before it came out that summer, the marketing campaign from it, in the US anyway. This is just a logo. Nobody it was knew what it was. just a logo on the side yeah. of a bus. Yeah. Just yeah. a logo on a billboard. No, so you can imagine my surprise. Nothing.
0: Yeah. The other two, really quick, is I remember seeing the horrible hockey movie called Slapshot. Paul Newman. Oh, yep. And I saw it with my parents. <laughs> And there's way too much nudity in that to see with your parents. And i was super embarrassed. <laughs> so I can't even look at the cover art for that movie anymore. <laughs> and, and there's not that much by retrospect, but then there was, you know, like, ah. yeah. And the third one I remember is going to see spies like us. And that's the one film that I fell asleep in and slept the whole way through. Wow. <laughs> It wasn't a great movie. The the reason I remember it so fondly is because it's like this touchstone uh, film that people who went with me would constantly make fun of me about and go, it's better than (laughs) Spice. like, it's better than Spice. So so I never lived it down, but I remember that as sleeping through that movie. So I don't remember the film, but I remember that experience. (laughs) George, how about you? What's your favorite movie going experience?
2: Well, I mean, I've got a billion of them. So if I went through each one of them, I don't know that I could pick a favorite. But the one that's most memorable for me- is when I was 13 years old, I just turned 13 the weekend that the very first PG-13 movie came out, which was Red Dawn. And we were on a family trip in Jacksonville. My family had this tradition that anytime we went on a trip to like Jacksonville, Panama City, Orlando, wherever my parents would always bring along a childhood friend with me. So a kid that I was friends with that was the next door neighbor or maybe a kid that I knew from school or something along those lines. The friend that we took with us that day, he and I were in the hotel by ourselves and we walked from the hotel about maybe half a mile to a mile down to the theater that was near the hotel. They were showing Red Dawn and I just turned 13 so we went to go see it.
3: Wolverines!
2: And I (laughs) loved watching that movie because A, we did it on her own no parents drove us to the theater mm-hmm. nobody took us there wasn't like a chaperone or anything like that we were 13 years taste old taste of
0: independence yeah. yeah
2: we were experiencing the you know just walking from the hotel to the movie theater felt like an adventure itself the movie was good it wasn't great I'm not going to say it was the greatest 80s film of all time but it was a lot of fun it was a typical 80s film you know action and explosions and yeah,
3: Patrick Swayze was in
2: that one wasn't he yeah
3: Patrick Swayze
2: you know C. Thomas Howell you know, yeah. Charlie Sheen uh, you had all these different Brat Pack actors crammed into this thing, but just the experience of going to the theater, being independent, doing it on our own, paying for own tickets, making sure we got the right change, making sure we got our snacks and getting it. That was my favorite experience. Very kind of like learning
0: to drive or uh, or going (laughs) out on your own or something. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome.
1: This is the most important scene. Your cell phone rings. This is why we don't make movies.
0: You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Gentlemen, I have had a good time reminiscing about the movie-going experience growing up as Generation Xers. Before I leave, though, I have to be certain to give a huge thank you and show our appreciation for the patrons who support us over on Patreon, and that is you, Steen and Jessica and Slobo and Marcus and Will and Corey and Agile and Dana and Thomas and T2 and Stubaka. Each of you has uh, taken the generous gesture to support us over on Patreon.com/slash/genxgrownup. Thank you so much, keeping the lights on here. Yep, thank you. If you want to join this amazing crew of folks who help out Gen X Grownup, up of the Crop, they are the best of the best. <laughs> With hope that you will head over to patreon as well and if you do many thanks to you as well we will of course return in two weeks with another backtrack but we'll be back next thursday with a brand new regular episode of our show until then i am john george appreciate you being here yes sir mo always appreciate you
3: man always fun
0: and fourth listener you know we appreciate you most of all and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody JetX Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com
4: no more shows till sunrise. Sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups Your dinner can just be french fries
0: But when I get to, when I did get to uh, the opportunity to go see the uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, premiere over in uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Fucking, yeah. in no, those in, in Hollywood. Sorry. In, OK. Yeah. In, uh,
2: but back when I. Where where all movies are made. That's the one yeah, you right, right, remember. Right. I couldn't think of the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: the, the, play, the movie place. The OK. Movie. <laughs> Hello.